Well, season two, conversations with no wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> you are, am I, are you mixing me up with the one you do with the dogs? Yeah. <laughs> um, season two, Sam Chan, Sam Wan, and we're here uh, with a cup of Earl Grey and a cup of espresso, and we're here to talk about different things, thinking things, thinking about things uh, deeply in a light-hearted way. Awesome. Sam. You've been telling me that um, over the lot because you haven't been able to go to the movies, and I haven't. Actually, I don't even think I've been to the cinema yet um, for at least a year. Um, the last film I reckon I saw was a Star Wars film. Um, that was close to a year and a half ago. Um, but you've been showing your kids 80s and 90s movies. Because are you an 80s kid? Yeah, definitely. I'm a 90s kid. So, and what people forget is, you know, these days when people watch movies, they go, oh yeah, yeah, I, I've seen that before, I've seen it 20 times. Whereas my generation, if you didn't see a movie when it came out in the cinema, your only chance of catching it again was if they showed it on network TV, like yep. Channel 10, Bill yep. Collins on a Friday or Saturday night. Or you buy a VHS, or, right? Or you borrowed the VHS tape, rented it. And then someone would say, no, I've seen that. We're not going to rent that. I want to... So people wouldn't watch a movie more than once. And so you had... Often you would just miss movies. So then we thought, okay, our kids, they've seen all the contemporary Pixar children's movies. Let's try 80s, 90s movies, especially ones that came out and I missed them and never got to see them anyway. So I'm talking about... Cool Runnings, right? Mighty Ducks, yep. Bill and Ted's yep. Excellent Adventure, Home Alone, Home Alone, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, yes, that's right. And I Wayne's just, World. Most of these I had not seen the first time around. Yeah, yeah. Strictly Ballroom, yes. Babe, yeah. The Rocky yep. movies, even even um, Blues Brothers, which had an R rating, and I think, oh, my kids are really young. Can't, and then you watch and realise an R rating back in the 70s would be like a G or PG rating now. Hmm. So there's a sense of like, did you, going back to those movies, did you feel like you hyped it up in your mind, the ones that you've seen, did you hype it up in your mind so much that when you went back to it, it was a disappointment? No, it's opposite because often I hadn't seen these movies oh, myself okay. anyway. So it was yeah. a leap of faith because the boys would always go, no, we don't want to watch these, yeah. they're old, they're boring. Yeah. And yeah, they're grainy, they're low fidelity, low resolution. And often they say, oh, we don't want to watch it. And you think, oh my gosh, we're gambling a whole Friday night's entertainment on this, on a memory, on, on what other people said. And they put it in and the kids loved it. So I think we've... Probably had a 99% hit rating right. so far. Whereas for me, I was a huge television and movie watcher when I was a kid. And um, what I would do, um, because, you know, we, we, we didn't... Well, we had the money, but we didn't use it to buy for VHSs. So what I would do, we would get blank VHSs. And when they ever, whenever the movie came on, I would record it. And then uh, when you record it, you record it until the ads. And then you pause the recording and you keep going. And so I went back back when I was a kid. I had a whole shelf of VHS recordings of bootleg copies of um, movies, um, and I would watch it over and over and over and over again. I remember one of the movies that I watched would be Mouse Hunt. 
back in the nineties. Have you? Did you? Do you know? No, I have time not with heard Eric, of it. Um, with the with the with the guy that voices um, Pumba um, in the Lion King. Um, watch that over and over and over again. Homeland Three. I watch that over and over and over and over again. And then um, nowadays, when I go back to them, sometimes I go, "Wow, that was amazing." But other times I'm like, my memory of this is a lot better than actually watching it. So I'm so cautious about watching old movies now. And here's the crazy thing that we don't appreciate. The VCR or the VHS method was so inefficient. Like you say, like you record it over another movie, over another movie. So it was so hard to archive and find the footage of what you wanted. Yes. And you have to fast forward two or three hours and, and hope... And often or, or use the um, no, so listeners, you don't know what I'm doing at the moment, but um, I'm doing the ancient device of rewinding a VCR. And my dad was an early adopter, so he bought one of the first VCRs. It was over a thousand dollars to buy a VCR, a lot of money back then. He somehow said it was for educational purposes, tax deducted it, something like that. But the crazy thing was, it was illegal, still is illegal, I'm sure, to record stuff off the TV. And so that meant all of us, by definition, were committing, were, commit, were doing illegal acts. Oh dear. So the funny thing was, it was legal to own a VCR, but illegal to use it. So it's this funny grey area that the government put us in. A bit like with stills, I think the equivalent is, it's legal it's okay to own a whiskey still but it's illegal to make whiskey i think it's something like that maybe the laws have changed mm. but there's so many things where the government puts us in this position where it's legal to do this but to own the equipment but illegal to use the equipment hmm so what would be an equivalent today you reckon I'd, not a lot of people would have distilleries at home and it's almost uh, like and you don't record stuff anymore with streaming because you just pay for it and you can just watch it. It's almost like uh, your mobile phones, right? In a car, when they're mounted, I think you can use them as a GPS, but I think you're not allowed to access it for music or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you're only allowed to touch it as a GPS if the car has stopped at a red light or something. Yeah, so, yeah. so now that we cars don't come with proper stereos anymore... It's almost like you're committed to having to use a phone as your source of music. But to do that, now you're performing an illegal act. But back, back to nostalgia. Back to, yeah, I've taken us yeah, in yeah, a yeah, way different yeah. direction. Um, what did you watch growing up? Well, we, that's it, we didn't. So I think the... F we did not go to the cinemas, not because my parents were anti-movie or anything like that, but it was inconvenient. You had to go into the city, to George Street. Yes. yes. So it was like a one-hour drive by car, and there was no parking when you got there. So I think the first movie my family went to see was Star Wars, when it came out, 1978. And I still remember, it was a 60, 90-minute drive into the city. Everyone else was doing the same thing. Dad had to drop mum off to queue up, line up for tickets. There was a line for tickets that went round the block. We had to look for parking. We had to find mum afterwards. No mobile phones in those days, so just trying to find someone in the city. 
was impossible and the only seat we could get available was in the front left corner. Otherwise you had to watch a later session. So it was actually really inconvenient to watch a movie in those days and there was no set seating. So you, you, you had to take, it was like rushing onto a train and finding a good seat. And I think my parents grew up in the era where you could smoke in cinemas. Therefore, it was, it was actually highly unpleasant to watch a movie because people around you would be smoking. Yeah, I remember the first film I watched was probably... My mum took me to watch um, Toy Story. Uh, and then the first film I watched in Australia was, was Babe. Um, a friend of mine took, after church, took me and his, his kids... Um, some of my friends, and we all drove into the city to George Street, and we all got our tickets. We all went into the cinema, and we watched Babe on the big screen. Um, but yeah, like nowadays we can stream everything. Uh, but even as you go to the cinema, there's like Gold Class, V Max, all the different things. You get served food. You can have, you know, drinks. I remember, you know, sneaking food in. You, you go down to Coles, and you get you get your chips, and then you. You kind of put it into your bag and you kind of hide and you go in there. Um, or even you go, um, remember back in the day when you go to a cinema and then you um, get the bags of lollies and 100 grams is like $2 or something and 200 grams is like $4 and then you have to weigh your lollies to go in. Um, but there's something powerful, isn't there, about nostalgia. It, you... you Going back to an era, going back to something, um, and there's something, sometimes we want to live in the past, but then when the past comes up, we realise it actually just wasn't good, or it wasn't as good as we thought it was. Yeah, I, I think there's a whole, it's all this bittersweet stuff when you go back. Because you remember the good times. You also remember, okay, it's sanitised, there were bad times. But also, I think the whole idea that life needs to move on. Like, okay, hang around for a little while, but really, you've got to move on. Let it go. It's like going back to your old high school. Like, you think, okay, this is nice, but really, it's not me anymore. It's a different phase of my life. Just let it go. And interestingly, like my wife and I, we lived in Chicago for five years. And we have so many happy memories there. We went back once, catch up with friends, went back a second time, and it wasn't the same. Go back a third time, and really there's this feeling, okay, whatever we're, we're looking for is no longer there. Let it go. Move on. Mm. Um, what do you think we're, we're looking for? Like, are we looking for security or are we looking for, um, you know, back in the day, you know, things used to be so much better or what is it that drives nostalgia? I think for me is life is made up of discrete stages and you have little rites of passage as you move from one stage to the next. So I think these things remind you of, oh, this is where I got my driver's license. 
or this is where I used to have to do maths exams, or this is where I did my piano lessons. So little rituals and little rites of passages that remind us of the stages of life that we once used to be in. What about for you? Um, nostalgia. I think I, I, I'm personally a highly sentimental person. So I still have boxes of things that I won't throw out, packed away. Um, and I think I go back to the past because there is so much meaning that has been made. Um, and I don't think I ever go, I wish, I wish it were back then. Um, because I think I, I like you, I think I realize I'm a different person now. Um, going back to previous things, they're different people as well, um, or they're different spaces, and I can never truly recapture that. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I go, well, what, what is the meaning made in the past? And I do like to dwell on it because, because I go, yeah, it has been meaningful, no matter how hard, it, hard or good or difficult or sad or happy it was. Um, but it's that healthy going, what has happened has happened. And where I am today wouldn't have hap wouldn't be the case if it didn't happen. So let's not dwell too much in the past, but at the same time, let's hold the past as it should, you know, the respectful place that it should have. And what's fascinating is the importance of locatedness, location and buildings and spaces. So yes, nostalgia is a combination of things we did, experiences, people in our memories, but it was also where it happened. And smells. Yeah. Do you ever have, do you ever smells come up yeah. and then you go, wait a minute, I, I, that brings me back to... Yeah. And Hugh Mackay, I remember him writing, saying, oh, you know, when we think of traditional cultures like the indigenous Aboriginal cultures, how for them, you know, land is so important. And he, said that, he says, that's everybody. That's everybody. That's that feeling you have when you see the house you grew up in. That's, feeling, that's a feeling you get when you see the, the, the school classroom that you were, you were once in. And it's that feeling that Ed Sheeran describes in his book, you know, the castle, uh, in the song Castle on, on the Hill, as he sees the castle which was there on the horizon during his childhood. So, locatedness is way more important than we realise. And I wonder what the nostalgia can be great if we had a great past, or maybe not a great, like, if we had a good, fulfilling, meaningful past. But I, on the other hand, the other, the other face of nostalgia is trauma. When certain things trigger past experiences that have been um, un unhelpful, unhealthy, dangerous, fear. Yeah, it's why, let's say, 
your school days were unhappy days. You're not going you to catch yourself go back to school again. going back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Or if you, if you growing up was a bad time, you don't want to go back to your old house. No. You know? um, or, or, you know, if you, if you inherit your family home, um, sometimes you don't want to live in it or you want to completely demolish it or sell it, you know? Yeah, and it's funny, and we're talking about movies to kick this off. Often when we watch a movie, you remember who we watched it with. And let's say it's with an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. You'd be thinking, oh, okay, I'm not going to watch that movie again. So there's this memory of not just the movie, but where you were when you saw it and who you saw it with. Yeah, I remember um, someone, someone was, one of my friends a while ago was throwing out, out all these shirts. I was like, these are perfectly good shirts. And he's like, I don't want them anymore. What do you mean? Like, they're clean, they're, they're next to new. And he's like, oh, um, my ex-girlfriend gave me these shirts. And I said, oh, can I have them? <laughs> so I got a new set of free shirts. Yeah, because it's got no um, memory. No memory for me, but such sentimental value yeah, for Yeah, whereas for him, there's meaning, like yeah. you say. So do you reckon, like, you know, you see it on television where, where when especially in Friends, when, when you break up with someone, uh, you burn all the stuff, you know, and Phoebe would go, you, you burn, all, you burn all the bad chakra away. Do you reckon that's valid? Do, should we, in, I'm not talking about traumatic experiences, but in, in experiences that are slightly sad or, or gives well, us me, the blues, should we burn it? Should we cancel it? Well, I, it probably if it's been a bad experience, it's, it, it's probably not enough. Like, there probably more needs to be done. But I've got the opposite flip side. Like, for me, too many things carry happy memories, but I've got to let them go. Otherwise, my house is going to be full of coffee mugs, tea towels, T-shirts. I think for guys, the hardest thing to get rid of is T-shirts. Because <laughs> somehow they remind you of a lot of places you've been, you know, where you wore these T-shirts. So I had a friend who used to instead of throwing his t-shirts out, he used to retire them and, and nail them to his bedroom wall. <laughs> so and, it becomes a sound moved, cave. We moved back from America with eight shipping containers and then when I opened them, I saw what my wife had packed in them. It was tea towels, kitchen utensils, coffee mugs because they had just too many happy memories. She couldn't throw them away. So life is a matter of, I guess... Being able to move forward, knowing that what you've left behind is okay, but also being able to tread safely through unhelpful pasts and being realising that you've moved forward as well. And we're meaning-making creatures. We ascribe meanings and memories to inanimate objects, like T-shirts and coffee mugs. So what would be one of your most treasured possessions that would be worthless in the eyes of everyone? Oh, um, my Sydney University rugby jersey. No. That I wore for Sydney University. Do you still have it? I still Framed have it. up? I, I paid the club money for it. Um, it it probably be the last thing I'll throw away. Why is it so important for you? Because rugby was a big part of my life. And I think also, and I joke about this, but it meant a short little Asian was able to play with the big boys and, and be, because I won the award that year, the best and fairest forward Sydney University. 
Um, I reckon for me, um, it actually doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, it was my woodworking apron that I had from year seven all the way till I was probably 20, 21. Uh, and um, I still remember my mum threw it away and I was so angry with her. Yes, it was like in tatters and there was just grease and um, stuff all over it. Um, and she, she couldn't understand why I was so upset. She said it was dirty and I was like, that's not the point here. Uh, this has been with me for the last seven, eight years. Uh, and it carries so much memory of what I do and who I am that when it was gone, you can't replace it. She's like, I can buy you a new one. But I was like, no, you, you can't replace that. Um, we, we, we get very silly, don't we, when it, when it comes to sentimentalism. Totally. Yeah. You've just made me think of all of these things I was throwing out that maybe I should not have thrown out. <laughs> Let's come back to 80s and 90s and nostalgia. I want to end with asking the question for you and for me. What would, what would you tell yourself? in the eighties, what would be one thing you would tell them? And telling them won't change your future, but if you could meet your eighties self, what would you say? Wow. I think I, I look back just right. just how simple <laughs> I was in the eighties and nineties for me. It was uh, just study hard, get good marks. And when I saw movies, all I saw was good guys versus bad guys, like Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. That's what I think. And maybe just realising just how more nuanced life is. There's more to life than just studying hard, getting good marks. And there's more to movies than just good guys versus bad guys. Maybe there's something about cultural intelligence, emotional intelligence and just existential layers. But I guess when you're a kid, you're eating McDonald's. You're not noticing flavors, you know? So maybe that's what it is. I guess my palate had not matured yet. And, uh, and, and maybe just understanding you're, you're a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what I, I would tell myself. we're all works in progress, aren't we? We are. Yeah. I think... Well, but the funny thing is, we always think we've we're never a work in progress. We always, they, they say the 20 year old version of you thinks that's it. And then the 30 year old version, you looks back at the 20 year old version and goes, oh my gosh. And then, but then the 40 year old version looks back at the 30 year old version and apparently it just keeps on going. Every decade you think, this is who I really am. Until you hit the next decade, you look back at, oh my gosh, I was so undeveloped then. Yeah. Well, what would you tell your 80s, 90s version? Well, I wasn't alive in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably tell my 90s self when I was a kid just just don't care about what everyone says just just have fun because you're not gonna because <laughs> from now from from the 2000s on 
You're gonna have to start learning about tax and earning money and... <laughs> That's right. Maybe I just would tell my 80s, 90s version, save more money because oh, it's this compound money. interest that yeah. could work in your favour <laughs> had you just not spent it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great chatting with you, Sam. Until next time. Will do. See ya.